0: Hey, it's Chris. Welcome to the Daily Tech Podcast. I almost said the After Party. That's probably because we are bringing the After Party back. Uh, in a way, you might remember this podcast used to be the Daily Tech After Party. That's what it started at. Right now, we don't call it that. It's just the Daily Tech Podcast. But if you've been following the channel here, we've been doing some experimentation. Right, we kind of had like this main subject for our main channel videos and then I was just kind of hanging out a little longer talking about apple world some news you know just shooting the breeze a little bit it was like a hangout session and then we would turn those into clips and you know it was uh it was an experiment like I said what we're gonna do is start a new channel and put that hangout session over on that channel and we're just gonna call it the daily tech after party and I'll tell you why because I liked the name it's like what comes after the main channel you know well that uh, and so it didn't really make sense necessarily for the podcast I felt like, but it does make sense, uh, for this channel because it's sort of like, uh, and I explained this, uh, recently, but for those who aren't going to hear that, it's kind of like, I feel like what Rhett and Link are doing with good mythical morning, how they have good mythical more. It's just like some bonus content, a chance to continue, you know, the the hangout. And so yeah, that that's new. It's brand new today. There's the first episode over there. You can go check it out if you just can't get enough daily tech. But honestly, it's not about uh, daily tech really at all. It's just about Apple stuff. So if you're interested, I sort of envision it uh, as a thing that people might want to put on in the background while they're working, almost like a podcast. I don't think I'm actually going to turn it into an audio podcast. I could. Uh, I just don't know if that if it would be worth it. But right now, it's just gonna live on YouTube, and yeah, I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, it's it's very like it's it's kind of like the acoustic version of your favorite song, more like broken down and stripped, as they say. You know, it's not all the the best shots. It's not cinema uh, cinematic, and and you know, it's just it's just literally like a conversation between two friends. That's sort of the format and what it's supposed to be like. So, uh, a little bit different than anything else out there. And, yeah, I would be honored if you would check it out. Uh, I'll try to link it up for you down in the description of this podcast. Uh, or it'll be in the description of all the YouTube videos. Because, you know, when you get a new channel going, you have all these restrictions. One of those restrictions is you can't pick your URL right away. So we have youtube.com dailytech daily tech. Well, it's just a bunch of gibberish, like a string of uh, numbers and letters and characters until you reach a certain milestone. I don't know what it is. So I can't just tell you go to youtube.com slash daily tech after party anything. We'll have to wait for that, but please check it out if you're interested. Also, I should note something else I'm really excited about is that we have launched the official daily tech newsletter. We didn't want to do this until we could do it right and get something that was useful, and uh, we did that. I'm really, really excited about the format, and the reason is because I think it's going to be really useful. It draws on the roots of Apple hype, Um, but it makes it, uh, it brings, it brings so much value, I think to your inbox, both mostly in the form of like curation, right? So the whole pitch is put your app and accessory discovery on autopilot. Um, that's something that people seem to like from us, from me, you know, finding unearthing stuff that's not necessarily well known and just delivering it to you. Well, this does that in your inbox once a week, every Friday. And so it also helps you just kind of know what all is going on in terms of new content in the daily tech realm. Uh, And outside of the daily tech realm, there's a lot of interesting stuff that you're going to be able to check out there new every week, including one thing that you're not going to find anywhere else. I actually had uh, some requests for this. Uh, People were like, can you make a living document that just kind of shows us what you're currently using? Like, what is your setup? Someone was like, I would pay for that. We're not going to make you pay for it. It's just free in the form of the newsletter. Uh, But what it is, you know, so we've included a section at the end of the newsletter that's everything that I'm currently using, both for, you know, my actual tech, like my main core products. What's my laptop? What's my tablet? What is my phone? Uh, And then also what are like some of the core apps that I'm using at any given time? What's my everyday carry look like? What's my desk setup look like? All of these things are included there, and I'll update that stuff from week to week if and when anything changes. So it's not quite the same as like what somebody pitched to me, like, can you just make a Google doc and update it? <laughs> it's not quite like that, but it will be updated every single week um, when stuff changes. So that's kind of cool, too. You're going to have to explore it. There might be some Easter eggs in there. Uh, that's all I can say about it. Because if you do a little exploring, you might find something you like. But the big news for me right now is uh, I had some um, reminders set. I wasn't quite sure what exactly the time was actually going to end up being to order, or pre-order, I should say, that new MacBook Air. But I want to get my hands on it uh, because it looked so cool at WWDC. You know, got some very brief time with it. Honestly, I barely remember it because it was so crazy. Uh, But I ordered that thing... So it hit at 7 o'clock, my time. And what time was it? I think it was like 5 Pacific or something. But uh, and it's funny. Did you hear the story about how everyone knew that the pre-orders were today? Well, it turns out that MKBHD leaked it. He didn't mean to. Uh, he was doing an Android video, and he was just swiping through his calendar, and somebody spotted. I don't. You guys look at all the details in these videos, honestly. Somebody spotted uh, that it said MBA macbook air briefing or something and usually the briefings like the day before uh if apple sends you the thing you know when the review comes out so anyways uh that was leaked and then apple put out an official statement yeah it is going to be available uh for pre-order on on today friday so kind of funny how that happened but uh yeah so you know i had all these reminders because i was up working since like five right i usually get a couple hours of work in before breakfast and uh i had set like a bunch i don't know if you guys ever do this like one half an hour before one at the actual time you know and just like one in case I forgot like if it's really important I sent a bunch of reminders so my reminders were going off like crazy and uh, then I thought it was late by the time I was doing it because I think I ignored a couple Uh, but then I realized no I'm still a little bit early you know you get the little animated apple when the store goes down and then it turns into a game of who can refresh the fastest once the thing actually goes live and this is crazy, you know, I saw all the articles being like, here's how to get your hands on it as fast as possible. And I knew people were going to be all over this cause it's a cool machine, right? And it was like, save it to your cart and you know, ahead of time, like the day before and get all your information, like pre loaded input that ahead of time. So you can just go as fast as possible at checkout. And, and I did none of that. And I figured, you know what, I'll, I'll get in there like right when the store opens, and I'll just sail through and it'll be all right. So the good news is I did snag one. The bad news is by the time I input all my information, I mean, it didn't even take me long, right? I knew I was going to get the midnight because that was a new color. I was just going to try out the base configuration because that's the content that I'm going to make. You know, should you get the base configuration? I'm also going to compare it to the MacBook Pro, the iPad, everything else too. But I snagged that thing and checked out. And by the time I did that, uh, you know just it must have been a matter of seconds my shipping time had already slipped to august two through nine so about a month away and the only person i saw so far on twitter that managed to snag one for july 15 next week was snazzy Q. but that's the way it goes and honestly i'm really not uh, i'm not super bummed these days you know there there is this game to be played right If you get the thing and you release it, you know, like the very minute that anyone can release content, when the embargo ends, you're going to capture more attention. So That's true. Uh, But at the same time, I'll drive myself nuts if I try to play that game. And there's just some stuff I'm never going to get at that exact time, you know, for a a variety of reasons. Uh, Either Apple doesn't send it or, you know, I didn't order it or whatever. And um, I'm just... I'm in this zone where I'm just creating the content that I'm—that's you know on my plate for the day—and I'm just putting it out there and letting the algorithm take over. And uh, you know, everyone's always like mad at the algorithm, like it's against them. But as they say, you know, it's really just a reflection of what people want. And if you're putting out stuff that people want, then it connects. And if not, then not. So I don't know—not—not uh, not worrying about it too much. Just kind of doing my thing. I've had some bizarre emails and, uh, and and messages pop through this last week that I made a note to tell you about, talk about. It's crazy. Uh, some people... I've had multiple emails come in, maybe one was a DM, asking if they can buy the YouTube channel. So, like, the latest one, and this happens from time to time, uh, you know, there was one recently, and somebody was like, hey, you know, we're willing to pay you $80,000 for your channel, which is uh i I know that probably sounds like a lot to some people and other people like are you kidding to me it's definitely the latter are you kidding it's like yeah um you know my face is attached to this it's it's my life's work so far uh it's how i support myself eighty thousand dollars that should last me you know enough uh to figure out something else and then you can use all my back catalog that i've been putting together for almost a decade and and no, like, no, it doesn't make any sense. These people just shoot out these emails. I don't, I don't know. Are they looking for somebody who's like really desperate or something or it's really, honestly, it's just spam and probably they're shady is my guess. And they just want to take over an account and it's almost like hacking, but through money instead of taking over the account, uh, you know, because you hacked it or fished it, it's just like buying it and it's still access to the audience that's my guess so they can do some shady marketing and stuff the other thing that came through that is kind of similar was uh somebody and I, this happens also periodically from time to time um, these startups they start up and there's all these different startups who are trying to reach out and, and get creators on board that's what they call it so like people like me you know or influencers so it's there's actually a lot of people that create content these days right it's like just almost everybody so that makes it a big market and of course if there's a market there's somebody out there trying to make a startup that captures some money from that market and uh this guy reached out and he's like hey i'll pay you for some time uh if i can pick your brain about you know what our business that's going to serve you and uh he offered to pay me forty dollars for an hour of my day, and of course I said no. And I didn't actually say no; I just ignored it, which is the same thing. But I don't know if you guys remember me talking about um, sometimes every now and then. And I don't like everything that Naval puts out there, but he puts out some really interesting uh, stuff in like you know business world, productivity stuff, investing stuff. So Naval Ravikant, he he had this concept which uh, a lot of people talk about in my circles, which is you have to set for yourself a crazy high aspirational hourly rate. And you can use that to sort of like base things off of. So, I mean, $40 an hour, not even when I was doing like freelance design, would that have been a very good use of my time? But Naval seems like, and he did this himself. He's like, set for yourself a rate of like f- whatever you think your time is actually worth. So, but make it really aspirational, like $5,000 an hour or something or whatever makes sense for you way beyond what you uh, actually think your time is worth though. And then use that to assess like whatever it is that you're working on. Is this worth that time? And if it's not, then that's a, an indicator that you need to outsource whatever that task is potentially and focus on something, some work that's actually worth your hourly rate. And people have used that framework to really grow and expand both personally and professionally. Oh, and here's another one. Here's a crazy one. Do you ever have this when somebody reaches out to you and it's what, for whatever reason, it's not a fit, the email, usually a cold email, and they just keep reaching out and they just, it's like, they just bug you and bug you. It's like they try to guilt you almost because like if you, you've you ignored my last email, I'm just reaching out again. I want to make sure that you saw this. Hello, are you there? So that that is really annoying. Uh, but it's like, take a hint, right? <laughs> and I think a lot of it is probably software-driven. I know there's a lot of software out there that's like, follow up in five days if you haven't heard anything, or in 10 days, 15 days. But one of these is a, a channel or news show or something on cable, and they keep reaching out to me. And they want me to be featured on their channel and they keep pitching it. I'm not going to mention who it is. It's a major cable channel though. And they keep pitching it like, this is going to be great for you. You know, look how big we are and look how many people we reach. And don't you know the brand, you know, like, but, but they keep reaching out like, you know, didn't you see our offer? Like, don't you see what we're trying to give you? And it's really getting annoying and old. I think I finally just marked it as spam because, That, speaking of not worth my time, right? It's not the audience that I connect with. I got my own audience, number one. First of all, everything else aside, I just don't like that content on that channel. It's not something I'd want to be a part of and support anyways. But honestly, like I said, I'm doing my own thing and it it detracts. Something like that would detract from what I'm already doing and it wouldn't be any sort of value add for me. Those people are, you know, let's say I do that. They're not going to be subscribing to the channel or anything. Anyways, let's move on. Something that I thought would be kind of interesting to talk about, and I don't know if I've talked about it before, so if I have, forgive me, but I I know people keep asking like, what do you watch on YouTube? You know, it's always like the insider's question. Somebody works somewhere and you're like, oh, well, what do you think about? And, you know, I actually tend to lately trend, I don't watch a lot of tech content anymore. Um, The reason is, Number one, I want to keep my stuff, like, kind of fresh in terms of not wanting to, like, consciously or subconsciously adopt anything else that anybody else is doing. Like, techniques, shots, type of content, you know, like that stuff. And, uh, actually, it was really nice. Alfred, who I feel like I'm mentioning here on, on uh, every episode... You know, we go through these uh, phases where there's different people who are really engaged with the channel. And thinking back, we've almost had like a different one or two almost like super fans every year. Alfred, he's been here engaging, supporting, I think longer than about anybody. And I really appreciate that. But he left me a nice comment today talking about, hey, see, this is what I like about this channel on the next level level calendar apps that we put out. You think it's going to be one thing and it ends up being someone else? Well, yeah, that's why I don't, really try to absorb other people's content and stuff, like to keep it as fresh and original as possible. But the things that I do tend to watch a lot tend to be like discussions, um, sometimes debates. I really end up liking philosophy, apologetics, lectures. I have a curious mind, and I I like to get other people's viewpoints and uh, think about, you know, the quote-unquote important topics. So there's a lot of that. I watch a little bit of car content. Um, I didn't really mean to get into that. You know how it is, though. You start watching one thing, and YouTube recommends a bunch of stuff. But um, the Car Wild wow channel, I actually watched that quite a bit with Matt Watson. He's got some drag races and stuff. Uh, which again, I'm not like I'm not super into like cars that much, but I I'm interested sort of, especially uh, when I was looking at getting uh, the new car. I got that electric and just like some reviews and stuff um but one channel in particular that i've really uh taken an interest in sort of like as a relaxation thing if i have some free time is uh it's enes yilzamar e n e s y i l m a z e r and he and his team do a great job of touring like luxury house properties and he's got an enes plus channel where he does some other stuff too it's uh it's just interesting because it's totally different from my day-to-day job work. Sometimes when you're doing something like this, Apple stuff, the hardware especially, is like what I really like about Apple. And when you are just immersed in it 24-7, you need a break. You need something totally out of left field that's just completely unrelated so that your mind can get refreshed and think about something else for a while. So this is kind of why I like these videos. Uh, It's not like I'm in... The market for a $40 million mansion somewhere. But uh, a couple things. I, I really like architecture. I really like design. And it's just kind of interesting to see what's out there. Uh, and I know it can be sort of a hot button issue. Some people are like, I, I just don't like rich people, uh, because they screw everybody else. And how dare they, you know, have this enormous estate uh, that's hogging up all these resources, if they had just given all their money, you know, to the poor people, And lived in a normal house life would be better and uh you know (laughs) that that aside um because you know someone was telling me the other day hey the billionaires they just need to give up their money right uh they have too much and and you know it doesn't matter how they got it um it's ill gotten and there needs to be a limit and what if they just gave all that money to the poor instead of buying their yacht and I saw the figure the other day. It's like if if people, and I'm not saying right, you know, what is right or wrong, right? I'm just saying I saw this figure that if the billionaires, all the American billionaires, um, had their money confiscated by the U.S. government, right, it would only fund the government for like less than a year, like 190 days or something like that. And then what, right? It doesn't actually solve any actual problems, ongoing issues. And honestly, I I'm not really super excited about anti-entrepreneurial talk. Cause I actually am a huge fan of entrepreneurship. Um, I'm not saying that capitalism is perfect, especially kind of we're in this like postmodern capitalist time, but I am saying I'm all for somebody, uh, setting out to better their life and, and honestly to better other people's life. If you start a business, you have to, um, serve your customers. No one's going to buy what you're putting out there. If you're not making something that's worth them parting with their money over, right? You know, I've done some content. It's not very popular, so I don't end up doing it very often on the channel. Uh, But it's important to me where I try to help people get off the ground starting an online business, uh, which is pretty not easy. But it's easier than starting a brick and mortar type of business because there's just less of a cost associated. So I am not one to hate on uh, people who take risks and um, spend uh, you a know, crazy amount of energy and hours and time um, building up uh, a company because it's hard, really hard. And the average person just cannot do it. They don't have what it takes. So it's frustrating when I hear people complaining about it. But anyways, yeah, I, I mean, um, the houses are really interesting just from an architectural standpoint. The cinematography is like really well done. And it's just kind of nice to see how somebody else in a different category does it. YouTube, right? It's more of like a tour where he's got a cameraman, Mikey, that follows him around. And uh, he just sort of like takes you through the house. For him, you know, it's interesting because everything's about your video subjects, right? And if you have an endless supply of interesting things for people to look at and to showcase, then you're golden. And in this case, there's for him an endless supply of new things to check out. I don't know if he's got some deal worked out. I haven't figured this out yet with the listing agents of the places that he gets into tour where if he helps you know move this property if he gets a little percentage or something i'm not sure i wouldn't be surprised uh, honestly it's the kind of thing i would try to set up if i was doing that uh it's just a, it's a nice like mental break from just like tech and apple stuff all the time but switching back to uh, the apple stuff i'll just give you a little update on the uh, macbook pro that showed up everyone's like why did you get that m1 macbook pro don't you know the new one's coming out well i already told you i needed it um and it wasn't a minute too soon let me tell you that the intel machine it was just about to give out on me and i don't know what i did to it but i ran it into the ground so initial thoughts here like um i i you know so final cut pro that's my bread and butter that's where i really needed the power and it is nice and snappy i had this you know idea in my head that when i got it it was going to be incredibly life changing, and I wouldn't have to wait to apply different effects and filters and and whatever. It was just going to be so fast and going to be so productive. It was going to be ridiculous. And I think I had my head in the clouds just a little bit too much. Uh, the expectations were um, too sky high, and I think I can blame that on Apple's website where they said it's five times faster than this and that. And, you know, it's like I am like, okay, five times. Well, here's how long it takes I me. Mean, I'm going to do it five times faster in Final Cut? Okay, wow. And in reality, basically everything is almost instant in terms of the processing of Final Cut. But every now and then when I'm doing something that's a little more intense, I was kind of surprised with this maxed out M1 Max machine that that it has to sit there and crunch for a little bit. Not, not a long, you know, not as long as the old one. But I just expected this caliber of machine uh, to make everything instant for me in Final Cut Pro, which is not the case. That said, I'm very, very happy with it, and it has made me a lot uh, more productive. It was getting to the point with the old one where I'd sit down and be like, ah, oh, I don't know if I can even sit through this video here, especially as I was trying to ramp up the content production and put out um, extra content. It was like, even the simplest videos, just like mind-breaking, mind-melting, how slow things were getting there. So it has been awesome. Um, especially now when I'm, uh, if you know anything about final cut, you can double tap on the L in your timeline and it will play through things at two times speed, which if you know anything about me, I, I always move fast with stuff. Sometimes people are like, you talk too fast. I can't understand you. And that's because I, I just do everything fast. I walk around fast. I go up and down the stairs fast. I listen to audio books at two times speed podcast, two times speed music, regular speed because you have to videos two times speed though. And when I'm editing, I do that at two times speed as well. It, you know, it just makes sense. If you can do it, great. It saves me a little time. I got Christopher Lolly doing that too, by the way. I tried to go three times speed in Final Cut, but that is gibberish and I can't actually understand it. If it was just a little slower, I wish they could do like two and a half, but uh, they'll never do that because I'm sure like nobody would request that other than me. But I'm feeling definitely extra productive with this machine. And I'm really liking that 14 inch uh, size. I'm glad I didn't go with the 16 or even, you know, there's rumors that the 15 is going to be coming out. I'm glad I didn't uh, wait around for that either. I love this size. It is a lot smaller when you disconnect it from your external monitor. I got the, the LG UltraWide here and you know, when you take your final cut timeline and you are used to all that screen real estate and you go sit in a chair somewhere uh, or you're going to take it on a trip, which I'm about to do, then yes, it's 14 inches. It's very small it feels like but it, it still lets you get the job done i really like that size and now that i have that i'm sort of thinking about maybe when the next ipad pro comes out maybe especially with the display zoom option going back to the 11 i don't know i'm, I'm still testing out stage manager which is awesome and I don't know if I, if I would like them on the smaller size, but yeah, I'm really excited to uh, take this with me to Detroit to check out that electric car I told you about that's coming up in this next week here, but I have to warn you um, now that this has arrived uh, and now that I've played around with the latest version of iPadOS uh, I, I made a video a while back and I'm, I'm gearing up to do another one where I compared iPad pro with the MacBook pro. In fact, I've made a couple of those over the years and uh, in one of the most recent ones, I sort of talked about having this iPad bias where if I could do it on the iPad, I would rather, and I feel like just the, the way that things have been going between, you know, Apple really remembered that the Mac existed here in the last couple of years, started making their own, uh, chips, you know, uh, got rid of Intel and they've been taking it really seriously, been adding back in ports, not trying to just go thinner, 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 and things are getting really good over on the Mac again. Like, really good. I'm seeing the people who, you know, left for the PC world, uh, wanted to come back. I sort of am finding myself having more of, of a Mac bias all of a sudden again. And we'll see. You know, I, I haven't rehooked up the iPad to my monitor to test the stage manager now that the latest beta is out. And I'm hearing that that's basically the good stable version that's very, very close to the public beta, which I think is about to drop. So get ready for that. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still thinking this over and I'm not sure how I'm going to phrase this for for that video that's coming up. But there is a bit of a Mac bias. Things are swinging back around a little bit for me. Anyways, I have got to run. I've got some meetings coming up. This is a busy day. Still got to put the clips out. Uh, So I got to export those, do the thumbnails. That's what takes forever, right? The thumbnails. So I'm going to wrap it up and uh, say thank you for hanging out. It's nice to be able to share some of the behind the scenes stuff here. I will tell you, let me give you a a little overview of how I see Daily Tech, the brand, right? We have the main channel. That's where our useful Apple content lives. Things like apps, accessories, reviews, unboxings, different stuff like that, right? The stuff that you know about that you're used to. We got the after-party channel. That's just kind of a long hangout, long-form discussion of things. Apple news. what's, What's new? Got the clips channel, which is obvious. It's clipped up content, right? We've got... Maybe I'm thinking about doing a short channel. I don't know if I'm going to just incorporate that more into the main channel or not. Shorts are so important. I can't ignore them any longer. Put out a couple. I've sort of been testing, but it's time to get deeper into that and have some ideas. And uh, I, anyways, I don't know if we're going to start a short channel or just incorporate. We'll see. Give me your feedback, but the stats don't lie. And, and people are just, it's just obvious you have to incorporate the shorts. The podcast is what you're listening to. Obviously, that is, like I said, behind the scenes stuff newsletter uh, again put your app and accessory discoveries on autopilot we have some stuff developing on twitter that's not just hey come check out our latest video um, that's going to be some unique stuff there of course daily tech courses we have just the one course right now that's something heads up that i want to expand and i want to keep it more relevant to the brand you know we did that crypto course uh when i had more of an interest in learning about what that was and sharing that learning with other people but um, you know, I'm thinking about what courses could I do that would make sense for the Apple crowd, right? Um, and so that is something that we are, it's, it's on the verge of being a development. And we're going to be relaunching uh, a Daily Tech store here soon with some actually decent merch. We sort of talked about that. And then there is this idea swirling around of, of a Daily Tech Plus. I'm not going to say any more about it, but it's floating around. So these are the things that are occupying my brain and my time right now. And, uh, and I just wanna say thank you, honestly, for everybody that supports the channel. You guys are super awesome. And it all is worth it. Uh, not because I can do this as a full-time job, but when I get comments from people who are like, thanks, I did X, Y, or Z because you recommended it and it worked out really well. Or thanks for just being positive. Or just thanks for the entertainment. That's what makes everything worth it. So thanks. And I'll catch you guys in the next whatever daily tech thing you listen to is. Later.